Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Stephen Knight Show. Hope you're having a great Monday. We're going to try to make it a little bit better for you right now. So let me welcome singer-songwriter Ashley Scott. He has a new single, Dance the Night Away. you got to check it out. We played it later on in the show. Then in Hot Topics, we're talking about everything everyone's talking about. This coronavirus continues to ravage this country and all over the world. We'll be talking about the latest updates on that. And then uh, Wendy and Nene are having a fallout, have fallen out over the weekend. We'll discuss that. And Megan Thee Stallion says... That there's a double standard between men and women rappers when they talk about sex. All that in hot topics. One reminds we're all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, Instagram, and of course our official website, the StephenIShow.com. Also check us out on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. Just go to our website, the Show.com. When we come back, the question of the day in hot topics. Right back after this. on you for a minute, low-key double-tap while I'm flicking, got my cuz as a mutual, but you don't even know me, I can hit you up with a DM, but I ain't trying to show you that I'm crushing, but I've been trying to figure out how to make you notice that I'm qualified to step to you correctly, and I'm not gonna fight if you have to reject me, but it's You could be my fitted And girl, the way that you move gets me so hooked, I'll admit it And you ain't even let me hit it Cause you don't wanna rush and kill the moment But you ain't gotta worry about a thing, I promise, girl That I'm qualified to step to you correctly And I'm not gonna fight if you have to reject me But it's looking like you're interested Truth, girl, you know what to do Cause I'm really feeling you 
you could take up all my time. I like a chase, yeah, I see it all up in your eyes. And every day you hitting me with all of your best lines. I'm not blind, yeah, I see you fly. My kind of guy, you a boss to stay on your grind. Ain't gotta try, gotta try. Just be patient, promise you won't be waiting for long. Wanna be sure you the right one. Come on, you know I can't make it easy for you. Tell me, can you make it do what it do? So, uh, you want me to be a part of your crew? You wanna be the one that I'm calling my boo? That's cool, you know you gotta come correct. Cause KT ain't got time for the disrespect. Hope we connect like magnets. You could be my captain or else I'll be doing for the next Forever, I love you forever. Girl, I love you forever. 
promise I'll always be true Cause can't nobody do it like you I love you forever Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Miss Parker, how you feeling? Happy Monday. I'm great. How are you? Can't complain, can't complain. You have a good weekend, despite everything? I did. I did. We have beautiful weather. I didn't mm. really do much yesterday, but um, I grilled out. I saw, yeah. On Saturday and then just lounged around yesterday. So it was good. I went to the park Saturday and ran and hung out there for a little bit so just doing my thing i'm you know i'm taking it a day at a time and right. i am still enjoying each day so mm-hmm. far so good that's good that's good chicken how was your weekend my weekend was pretty good too um of course you know streaming stuff watching stuff on television mm-hmm. and um i'm making it a point to call people especially people that i haven't talked to yeah in a while and catching up and making sure that everybody's okay you know, giving them the tidbits and the ins and outs of this coronavirus stuff that I learned. I try to pass it on. Yeah. So yeah. trying to keep people motivated and educated. Most definitely. Most definitely. I need you to call my dad. I, I, well, I'll start with Friday. We did a virtual happy hour. Ms. Parker was part of that. Um, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, uh huh. We did that. We started on a Zoom and then we went to WebEx. Because um, I had the trial version. <laughs> you go do 40 minutes. Which I thought 40 minutes would be good enough. We went for four hours. Um, but it was it oh, was, wow. it was was good. And a lot of people, like there was a young lady on there. She said that she just needed that. Because she's been going through a lot just personally. And um, not be able to, you know, really talk to her friends. Or, you know, connect with people. That was a good release for her. And then um, one of the guys on there, he actually is not working. He was the only one on there that's not working. And um, we were able to um, donate some money to him. You know, different people did. So it was just a good way to look out for each other and check on each other and, you know, laugh and joke and everything. So, but my dad, so right before the happy hour, a friend of the family called called me, but I didn't pick up because I was about to log into the happy hour. And so I, I remembered on Saturday, so I listened to his voice message and he was just um, checking on, make sure I was staying home and all this stuff. So I called him back and um, he said, I was just checking on you, whatnot. And asked him how his wife was doing. And he said, she's sitting right here. And he gave her the phone. And she said, you've been staying in the house? I said, yeah, I'm staying in the house. Well, your dad isn't. And I said, huh? She said, he's been all over the city. <laughs> so he tried to come over there, but she wasn't let him in the house. So I called him up. He was at his friend's house having a drink. I said, Dad, you know you're supposed to be in the house. I'm not sick. 
I said it's not about being sick. <laughs> it's about not getting sick. I ain't sick. I said, I'm fine. And then he was he was there with a friend of his, who she's a nurse. So he's going to say to her, uh, am I sick? And I hear the background, no. I'm like, that's not the point. The point is... Got some nerves. Got some nerves. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you, know, you know what? You know what, Stephen? I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish. I got to say something else on that. Uh, I'm glad you're bringing this up. Yeah. I'm glad you're bringing this up. Go ahead. So, just real quick. So then he was like, um, he said, you know, I have a healthy immune system. I said, Dad, NBA basketball players, Olympic players, they're all caught and they're in tip top shape. Well, yeah, yeah. So they're going to tell me, he said that um, one thing as a Christian, when it's your time to go, it's your time to go. I said, the Lord also gives you a mind to listen to the CDC and the officials tell you what to do. He said, well, I heard that too. Anyway, so he said, well, I guess I'll do that. No, but that. wait a minute. What, what if, it's, what if it, it's not about him? What if he goes home and gets his wife sick? Well, he's not, he, my dad, he's, well, yeah, his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah exactly. And and, yeah, the, and the thing is, he, um, like he said, I mean, I know I have high blood pressure, high blood pressure and I'm a cancer survivor, but I'm not sick. I said, all right, dad, well, you just take care. I was just frustrated. I was like, this ain't going nowhere. Right, right. You can't tell them anything Mm -mm. because um, Cedric texted me yesterday just checking on me. Uh And he was like, how's your dad doing? I was like, he's doing well. And he was like, yeah, I'm trying to get my dad to stay in the house. And we had always had that conversation for some reason. Older black men, they have this thing, this chip on their shoulder, this, this eagle thing. You can't tell them nothing. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. The only reason my dad is in that house is because the only place he goes is my uncle and aunt's house, and they refuse to let him come over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, uh-huh. he would be over there every day sitting around. Like, uh-huh. No, nobody wants you in their house. Right. So you need to take your, stay your butt in the house, go to the store, and go home, especially at their older age. My dad had had cancer, too. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and so the last thing he didn't do is he going out in the street. All over the place. All right, but exactly. Right. Yeah. Then he argued with me, went off arguing. Then when we got to the house, the first thing he did was go to his shed to go find some put his flowers in. I'm like, what? <laughs> but that is just their attitude. Yeah, that mindset. It is so frustrating. It is. Like, it is. I don't get it where it's almost like, you know, you're dealing with a, I hate to say this, but it's almost like they revert back to a rebellious teenager. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, know, you can't tell them anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is which is just crazy, but no, you need to. At that video, I said, y'all know if you spend some time watching it, I hope you do. Oh, I saw you said that. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Uh huh. Then I sent it to me. It's an hour long, but I watched it. I listened to it the whole time. It's a doctor that worked in Cornell Hospital, which is the hospital she's gonna be working at. Okay. And it's very informative. And what he was saying is, he he was saying that he's there are two attitudes with doctors and professional health professionals, and he said one attitude is to scare people. Because they're frustrated because people are not doing the basics. Right. Yep. And he said the, second, he said the second attitude, which is attitude that he's adapted, and he said when that when that resonated with him, he became emotional because he felt like instead of scaring people, let me go the, the route of empowering people. Mm-hmm. He's like it's very simple. You know, he's like get three or four people that you're going to be around for the next few months. Keep it with that three or four people, two, three, the less the better. Yeah. He said, wash your hands, don't touch anyone, not those three or four people, and you'll be okay. Yeah. I mean, he just, he takes, he simplifies it, but then he gives other examples and really important information. But 
I think I feel empowered after watching that because I'm like, you know, I wasn't really worried. Right, but I right. I felt like, oh, great, I've been doing the right thing. And then if you haven't been doing the right thing, what he was saying is you can just that. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like if you go out, just take your hand sanitizer with you. Use your gloves. It's just about touching stuff. If you're around somebody in the grocery store, you're not around them for 15 minutes or longer, if they're sick, you're not going to get sick. You're not touching them. It's not going to work that way. Yeah. It empowers you the basic information. Um, but, you know, like I said, our parents are just... I mean, do what they want to do. Exactly. Exactly. I I think the longer this is going on, the more people are going to resist being at home because this weekend I saw the most house party kickback. Yeah. I did too. That I have ever seen. Mm -hmm. It's it's getting more frequent and more people. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, a remedy for my sister, which I gave her because she was still trying to go out and run the track and stuff every day. And I understand that she wants her exercise, but she has two young children at home, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to get her to stay in yeah. except for essential stuff. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I said, I need you to go to Google and type in martial law and read and see about all what that is. Said, yeah. Because if people aren't collectively going to stay together, it's going to get to a point where we're going to move and advance toward martial law. Mm-hmm. And I want you to understand mm-hmm. what a tank on the corner of your street looks like. And if you step outside your house, they're going to shoot you. Yeah. Check that out. Yeah. Tell me if you don't see it. Right. I think, I mean, I think once it gets to that level, yes. But what the doctor was saying, too, staying in your home, if you, he said, if you're not touching anyone, he was like, even in New York, as long as you're not touching anybody, go for a walk. He's like, that's important for your immune system. So I think we have to be mindful of, like, you know, cross the line between fear and common sense. That's true. But but see, but see, this is the other thing, Miss Parker. So people aren't going out, or in the sense that they're going out for essential stuff, but they're using that essential time and that essential um, uh, time out, and they're elongating it because now they're finally free. So now you want to linger around the store and make it more of a social event than you just going out grabbing what you need and getting back home. It becomes now okay an outing instead of just I'm going out to grab these things and come back home. Yeah. Yeah, well, everyone, please listen to what the CDC is, um, with their recommendations. We want to stop this thing. We want to stop this thing. Um, I'm not going to have us go to the question of the day because we've already answered it, but tweet us at home. The question of the day is, how are you feeling today? And this is in light of the whole Corona's pandemic. So tweet us, Steve and I Show, SA Show. All right, so hot topic. So just a quick update on the coronavirus. Um, to date, we have over a million cases and 73,000 um, deaths globally. And then in the U.S., we have 356,942 cases with 10,000 deaths here in the United States. Um, so it definitely is real. You know, we're seeing people um, pass away. And, and I was watching, I watched the news. You know, I don't watch it on the weekends, but I was watching it heavily on um, Thursday. And this, the doctors, they just see, and nurses seem so exhausted. And they're pleading with people, please stay home practice the social distancing please do this because i mean they were i was watching uh cbs this morning and literally they're bringing a patient in and then um they were giving him cpr and then they asked well they were interviewing the doctor they said what happened to the patient he said oh he's already passed away so you know it's it's it's, it's t- wearing them down so please do what they say um the cdc is now urging everyone to wear masks i picked up two masks today they're selling them in my corner store um then there's a tiger that tested positive um, at a zoo in New York. Now, they had to test the animal differently because it's not the same test they do for humans. And what they're saying is animals cannot give humans coronavirus. 
I had read before that animals couldn't get it, but apparently they can, but they can't pass it on to humans. And then finally, uh, Governor Cuomo, he has increased the fines for people that disobey the social distancing um, guidelines from $500. It was a $500 fine. Now it's a $1,000 fine. And I also heard in California, if you're not wearing a mask out in public, you get a fine as well. So, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Like even if you're driving a car, you have to have a mask on. So, okay, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a confused with the mask thing then. Mm-hmm. If you are wearing, because the man was saying the reason that he thinks the mask is important is that um, he said the number one reason, the number one way it's, trans, it's transmitted is through us touching our faces. After we touch the door or touch something at the grocery store or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so he was like, the reason he wanted everybody to wear it is not because it prevents you from having a spreading disease. What it does is, it prevents you from touching your face. If you have something over your face, it's less likely to touch your face. But you're supposed to, so with those masks, you're not supposed to wear them over and over. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. So what the CDC is saying, first they were saying that the mask wouldn't help you. The mask was, if you were sick, it was helping, it's preventing you from passing it on. But now they're saying that um, they've kind of changed it a little bit and saying it does kind of help, but you have to have a certain, the way it covers your face. They even David's show, like Dr. Oz was showing on Friday, um, ways that you can make your own, like using a um, handkerchief or a um, bandana. Um, but it has to cover a certain part, and then you have to wash them or re- not reuse the same ones um, because you can still get it. The particles will slip through. It's it's, it's all right, changed. That's what I thought. Yeah. But he said that, saying that the cloth one, it may be better because you yeah. can wash it. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, that's what they said. Yeah, but definitely follow this uh, guidelines on CDC. We're going to actually put a link on our um, page that takes you to the guidelines on our website, stevenightshow.com. But what are your thoughts on um, just. An update of everything coronavirus, uh, Miss Park. I'll start with you. I don't know. I just think it's so much misinformation. Yeah, I've been doing the right thing. I feel empowered and more so than afraid mm-hmm. since I've seen that video. I know what to look for. Um, you know, he's like, if you, he's like, honestly, if you come to the hospital and you don't, you're not having breathing problems, they won't admit you. So mm-hmm. yep. if you feel like you're sick, yep. just go ahead and, and, and self quarantine your mm-hmm. and ride it out. Yeah. Um, he's have a breathing problem, you, you won't be admitted. He said that uh, the number one way that you can tell you, you may have it and you need to stay at home and, and self-quarantine is you have a lot of a constant cough and chest pain. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry, and so through. Um, and so through. And he said, and then also you, you will you'll physically feel sick. You will be feverish, chills, all those things, almost like you have the flu. Um, he said that's how you know for sure. And he was also saying that no, you can't transmit it if you. There are people who are going to have it, don't show symptoms for yeah, a couple of days. Mm-hmm. But he said there are people who are. He was like, but those very people within two days, two or three days, will have symptoms. He said, in order for your for the, the disease to pass through your body, it, you will have to get sick at some point. Mm-hmm. The whole idea of go through the whole process without getting sick or feeling sick is a lie. When they tested it and feel anything, that is. That that's possible, but somewhere down the line you're going to feel sick because it can go anywhere from five to fourteen days. Yeah. Um, yeah. He said most people within seven days they're fine. Once you have it once, you sh- you should be fine. Yeah, you can't catch um, it again. If you're sick uh, longer than fourteen days, uh, that's very rare. You may have some other issues, um, probably pneumonia or something else. You may need to go to the doctor. I mean, just information that 
helps me feel empowered. So I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. But I do kind of believe what uh, what Governor Cuomo is saying, too. He's like, he believes that 60 to 70% of the population is going to be sick at some point. Mm-hmm. We're all going to get it. It's going to pass through our system. That's how we build immunity to it. That's how illnesses work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chica, what about you, especially being on the front lines? So, I received direction last week that um, the, the the biggest part of it is coming. Yeah. Um, these next two weeks are going to be probably three weeks mm-hmm. are going to be the worst that we're going to encounter yeah. of it. And um, they already put the tents up outside their emergency room. And a few things. I just want to tell people, if there is no need for you to go to the hospital, then don't go mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, if you sprain your ankle, try your best to mend it at home. Do not go to the emergency room. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just paint a picture of what the emergency room looks like. You have people in there with symptoms who are coming to get relief from being probably COVID positive. And if you walk into that space, the likelihood of you becoming COVID positive turns about to 95 to 100 mm-hmm. yeah so if you can stay home do not go to a hospital the hospital is going to be a bed of sick people um yeah. i work on the periop unit which is the operating floor it's the fourth floor of the hospital and we do nothing but surgeries on that floor what's going to happen is basically our rooms are going to be turned into covid 19 rooms because they have the um anesthesia ventilators in the room. So we're going to have to use those as extra ventilators to help patients. And so that whole entire floor, which are, we have 23, six, and about 30 operating rooms that are going to probably be turned into ICU situations. Wow. And um, the surgeries are going to go to our, um, you know, um, regular surgery uh, facility, which is across the street. So they'll be doing regular surgeries, but it won't be in the same building. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone should probably walk around as if you are positive and treat everyone that you come in contact with as if they are positive. If you have that mindset, then everybody should be in a place of safety. Exactly. Uh, wearing, wearing gloves in public is not really advised because most people don't use gloves the proper way. Mm-hmm. People put gloves on and you're protected but you don't realize you being protected and how you're using that glove is endangering other people. Mm. So if you're on the bus or you're on the train and you touch a pole and that pole was previously touched by someone who infected it and you touch it with your glove and then you go grab your phone and use it, you're now infecting your phone. Or you go go somewhere else and you grab something with that glove, now whatever you touch with that glove that is now infected affects that thing that you touch. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're protected, but you're affecting other things. And if you wear that glove all the way to the point, like we say, you do all that, and then you get in your car mm-hmm. to grab your steering wheel, yep. and you affect your steering wheel. Mm-hmm. So now you affect your car. Yeah. So yeah. Now your husband, your wife, your kid, or whoever's in your car touching things, you've yeah. now infected yeah. them. So you have to yeah. move in a way where you're not just thinking about yourself. You have to think about exactly. everyone else. Exactly. If you think that yeah. everyone has it and you have it too, the likelihood of you doing the right thing is better. Most definitely. So everyone has it. Just think everyone has it. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah, the Sergeant General said that he thinks the next couple of weeks will probably be the worst. He's, he's compared it to 9-11 and uh, events like that. So everyone, please stay safe. 
But on a lighter note, yeah. uh, uh, Miss Parker made a post uh, when all this started about people, you know, when they had the the whole social distancing and people couples being at home that they don't want the kids' names to be named after the corona coronavirus. Well, <laughs> in India, <laughs> a, a couple they had twins on March twenty seventh, and they named their kids uh, a boy and a girl COVID and Corona. The reason why they named oh, wow. them, they said because that's what the staff at the hospital uh, were referring to the kids, and that's what they were calling them. So they decided to embrace the names because um, they wanted to take the stench from it. They wanted to put something, they wanted to ease the anxiety and fear associated with those words and make it a memorable uh, occasion. Would you name your kids uh, Corona or COVID, Miss Parker? I know you're not here. Yeah, I made a post saying, don't do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but I read somewhere that it was one of those newspaper that also uh, posted a story that COVID is actually a, an Indian name. That's okay. That's a real name out there. Um, you know, obviously, Corona isn't or quarantine isn't or whatever. But, uh, I, yeah, that's just a mess. Uh, poor <laughs> Chicken, what are your thoughts? Hell to the no. And those people that worked at the hospital would have got cussed out for calling my kids that. <laughs> right, right. A pandemic. Wow. Yeah. I definitely want to do that. But look, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with a, little bit, a few more hot topics right back after this.
cause I'm on my way Let's address all that shit that we had to say Got me caught in my feelings, I'm not okay You say fuck off, you hate me, I'm feeling away Hold up, wait a minute, I ain't shit Well you ain't it, pack your bags, fuck out of here You've been evicted, get out of here You press my buttons now Talking shit. I'll shut my phone up and hit the club with my friends. Get out my face talking all that shit. I swear I'm done, had enough of it. You talking, you talking, keep walking ahead. Walk at the door and you know that that's it. I say what I say, but you know I don't mean You say some things that I know you don't mean I say what I say but you know I don't mean it And you say some things that I know you don't mean You're down on your knees begging Begging me please now I'm doing me now I'm doing me now You're cutting me deep Starting to bleed now I'm feeling weak now Argue for weeks now And I just had a long ass day So please get the fuck on my face Not trying to go back and forth with you Please take the door with you I'm trying to get in my pace oh, Well hold up, wait a minute I ain't shit, well you ain't it Pack your bags, fuck out of here You've been evicted, get out of here You press my buttons now I'm talking shit I'll shut my phone up and Hit the club with my friends I say what I say but you know I don't mean it And you say some things that I know you don't mean I say what I say but you know I don't mean it And you say some things that I know you don't mean Hi, this is Dr. Heavenly from Bravo TV's Marriage to Medicine, and you are listening to The Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to The Stephen Knight Show. I want to remind you we're all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course our official website, thestephennightshow.com. You can also check us out on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. Just go to our website, thestephennightshow.com. All right, so Wendy, and, Wendy Williams and NeNe Leakes are having some kind of a feud. You know, they for years they feuded, and then recently they made up. And so, you know, they would post pictures of them on Instagram, hanging out, and Wendy would talk about her on the show, you know, how it's her new friend and all this stuff. Anyway, um, on Friday, Wendy was, well, Wendy, she started her show back um, from her home, doing the Hot Topic segment um, from her home, and then the rest of the show is rerun. Um, and so she was talking about NeNe today on her show, and she was saying on Friday, 
you know, after 10 o'clock at night, Nene gives her a call. And so she answers the phone, and Nene's all loud. Hey, girl, whatever, whatever. And Nene's like, Whitney's like, why are you so loud? And she said, well, I'm here um, with all my team. Say hi. She's on Instagram Live. And so... Wendy said she heard all this, how you doing, and hey, and she was kind of like, uh, what's going on? So Nene was like, I want you to um, FaceTime me so you can be part of the video. And and uh, Wendy said, listen, I did that for you one time because um, this season, Wendy was featured on one of the one of the, the episodes, but just on the phone. She said, I, did, I told you I did it one time. She said, I'm not a housewife. And um, she said, I'm not with this. And she hung up. And she said that she went on to say that she has a 35-year career that she worked hard to establish and is bigger than being a housewife. And she said, I'm not knocking anybody how to get, make their money, but, you know, she's pretty much saying she has a legit career, you know. Um, and so um, she said Nene never called her to apologize or to check in after. So she said she put it out there. So some people were saying that they thought that Wendy, they thought that Nene was wrong for putting her on the spot, but... Wendy went too hard by kind of um, so, talking about her career and you know how Nene became a housewife and that's how she got her claim to fame. What are your thoughts, Miss Parker? Oh my God, two grown fifty-year-olds. I mean, <laughs> they're both a toxic mess. That's all I know. They're both a toxic mess that it needs some help. <laughs> okay. Chicken, what are your thoughts? So here's the thing, it, 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 and it's a little layered. So people don't understand about some aspects of this industry is that a lot of things that you see aren't reality. Mm-hmm. Wendy, yeah. for example, I'm not calling her fake because I do believe that her persona is her, but there's a such thing as being on and then there's a such thing as being off. Mm-hmm. Wendy on TV is Wendy on. That's the persona, Wendy Williams. Right. Then there's another Wendy Williams when the cameras aren't on, she's not that. Mm-hmm. And what she has to portray whenever she is Wendy Williams on any media facet or any television, she has to turn on Wendy Williams. Right. And I do believe her and Nene have a real friendship. But Nene asking Wendy to even do that is Wendy being on. And Wendy being on normally is associated with a check or some kind of money. Mm-hmm. You calling her on time off and she's relaxing at home to be live so it gets filmed on TV, that's Wendy being on. Right. It's not going to be Wendy without the wig on with rollers in her hair, no makeup for you on TV in the aspect of my friend Wendy Williams, and I'm doing the air quotes. Mm-hmm. She's not going to do that because you need to pay her. I get it. Uh, however, what Nene needs to realize is that how close can you be with someone who is going to be a gossip to whatever it is that you're doing. Right. That's part of her business. Mm-hmm. This is Wendy has gone on record saying that she's not really close friends with most celebrities well, yeah. simply because she can't talk about them. of her job and what she does. Right. Exactly. Yeah. She can't yeah. talk about them. And she will be compelled to talk about them. We had with Flo Anthony on the show earlier this yep. year. She yep. basically said the same thing. It's hard for her to have relationships because she's a celebrity gossip. You can't mm-hmm. you can't mix the two. So I knew that inevitably they were gonna have a falling out again because it's like oil and water with these two. Yeah, you would think that they could be friends, but Nene is a reality star. Nene's reality is basically her. That's who she is on and off. She's just being herself. Mm. Wendy's not the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was watching Tammy Ro- Rowan, 
Roman. What's the one that does the Bonnet Chronicles from Basketball Wives? Tammy Roman. Tammy Roman. She did a video talking about it, and she said that she was saying how why it's hard for women to have long-term friendships because she said a lot of people use the word friends too loosely. She said that Nene and uh, Wendy feuded for years, and then all of a sudden they became friends. She said, uh, air quote friends, and she said that's not really friends. Y'all have a relationship, but she said my friends know my family. <laughs> They know my kids. You know, mm-hmm. we have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. We, we could be vulnerable around each other. And she said that that was, she doesn't, in her opinion, didn't seem like it's a real friendship because they're just really starting off, you know, um, even though they've known each other for years, but they didn't get along for a long time. So uh, what do you think if about that? If, if I, I had to put a personal stake in that, I would argue that they were being friendly with each other out of convenience. You yeah, know, I they both were at strategic points in their life mm-hmm. where they kind of needed each other. Yeah. So, Ms. Parker, do you think women have a hard time um, um, keeping long-term friendships? No, I've had the same friends for since I moved here. Yeah, and I and I have a ton of women friends. I'm mm-hmm. not just women who are like, oh, I don't, I don't have girl friendship, whatever. I I love my male friendships. Mm-hmm. I think they're easier, and I connect with male better. But I have girlfriends that I've had since I moved here 13 years ago. Yeah, um, I have friends. Vegas that I've been friends with since elementary school. So no, I don't think so. But I do also think too that it's important. A lot of women come to me, especially in large girls groups. There's always a fight for a position with the most popular person, mm. whoever they deem to be the head of the group, the most popular person in the group. Um, there's this uh, struggle to want to be the closest to that person, which is so stupid to me. Yeah. But um, I, I think too, what's important, what I've always known to be uh, right within my spirit, is that. I know where people fit in my life. Yeah. I know who I can call if I need to cry. I know who my party friends are. I know who my travel friends are. And I'm okay with that. I'm yeah. okay with that person within that space and being being uh, being of value within that space and not anything else. Yep. Um, I don't expect my friendships to be all the same. Uh, I don't care who's best friend with the person. Whatever our relationship is, I'm cool with it. Uh, so I think for me, it's just because I have always put people and accepted people for where they belong in my life. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I was talking talking to another friend of mine. Um, I was saying how a lesson I learned a long time ago was about categorizing friendships. Like I remember I had this one friend I was really close with and I felt like he really betrayed me behind my back. And um, I remember... Um, I was like, well, I don't know what to do. I don't want to cut them off, but I don't, can't trust them with certain things. And then an older friend of mine said, listen, you don't got to cut them off. You just got to recategorize them. He said, I have my type A friends. We can talk about everything. We can hang out. We can be vulnerable with each other and all that. I have my B friends, and we can travel or go out or whatever. And then I have my C friends. I see you. We're social. We're cool. He said, and so what I did was I recategorized that friendship, and it ended up coming back you know, to back to an A group years later. You know what I mean? So I think that was a good lesson I learned in terms of friendships. All right, our last. And some people get confused. Some people get confused about um, the time spent, like years. Yeah. And sometimes at the end of a friendship, all you have is all those years. Yeah. Not necessarily that they were great substances. That it was a lot of time. Some people get that confused. Very true. Very true. Because you know somebody a long time, and I mean y'all friends. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. All right. So our last topic, Megan Stallion. 
Uh, she broke up last year, as we all know, and has been taking the rap game by force ever since. Despite success, her music and her big personality that people love, she knows that the double standard between male and female rappers still exists. In an interview with Marie Claire magazine, Meg talks about all the progress that has been made for female rappers, but says all the progress hasn't stopped people from criticizing her bars. She says that people accuse her of being too sexual or too explicit, while some of these men get by, get by being mediocre. She said a man can be as mediocre as he wants to be, but still praised. A man can talk about how he's about to do all these drugs and then come shoot up your house, but as soon as I say something about my vagina, it's the end of the world. Um, and while it seems like surface level issue of wanting women to, to be more modest, the rap and rap about other things and sex, Megan says that the issue is a lot deeper than that. In fact, she says that men are afraid of women being powerful. She said it's something deeper. Not only am I rapping about sex, I'm rapping about you making me feel good. I'm not tapping up. I'm not, I guess you've been talking. I'm talking about licking on you. No, you're going to do what I told you to do. And she said that can be intimidating for a man. Um, she said they can't handle it and they get a little shook. And they get a little scared, but I'm not going anywhere. She said, while she has the influence, Megan says that she's going to ride for the powerful women out there and continue to make her mark in the world. What are your thoughts? Do you, do you still see that double standard in um, hip hop uh, when it comes to men and women, Miss Parker? I think there always will be because it's a, it's a male-dominated industry. I think she's right. Now, I will say this: I, I, I wouldn't, I would never buy AMC new female rapper music even if male rappers all the littles and i don't even know who these these guys are but yeah. they're doing well uh-huh. um the yaddy and all those young something and young miss i have no clue who they are they're right to come on i may have heard in the club or in the bar right right i don't know it but i have no clue who it is mm-hmm. um so just as i wouldn't go out to see their music and buy it i wouldn't go out to see magnus allen music and buy it mm-hmm. i i honestly honestly think these young female rappers are empowered. I like the fact that they're unapologetic. Um, I like the fact that we were all wild at 21. Like, let, them, let these young people live. I just understand where everybody on their high horses. Yeah. We were all, all little out there at 21 and then they were saying what they would say when we when they were, when they're, they're 21 years old. 22, mm-hmm. 23. Mm-hmm. So, I, uh, but I, I, I admire their, their, um, their ability to, to feel empowered in their sexuality. I think it's awesome, and I think that, you know, let the young girls live. Yeah, yeah. Chica, what are your thoughts? I'm with Miss Parker. Live and let live. Mm-hmm. Um, there is always going to be that stigma because, like Miss Parker said, it's a male-dominated industry. However, if you look at any trailblazing female um, that was outspoken in any sense of the word, they've always received flat. I mean, we... There was big uh, controversy around Little Kim. When yeah, Little Kim, out mm-hmm. and how she talked about things. Yeah, and so, but now everybody adores Little Kim. She's a legend at this point. Mm-hmm. And, and even though she's not a rapper, you think about how risque Madonna was at the beginning of her career. And people yep. talked about her simulating sex when she sung like a virgin, but she she was being an artist. She was doing performance art, but people didn't get it in the beginning. Yeah. But now you look back at that at that performance; it's legendary. So let her blaze her trail. She's making her own way. I say fight on. I agree. I agree with both of you. And one thing about Megan, 
she also was in school studying. Um, I, I want to say it's something in the medical field. But I know she's studying because she said this might not last forever. So she wants something to fall back on. I think that's very smart. So shout out to her and shout out to everybody in the game doing their thing. Ms. Parker, thank you so much for Hot Topics. Have a great week. And Chica, I'll see you in movie reviews. Yes, sir. Have a great week, guys. All right. Right back after yeah. this. I want to dance with you and put a ring on your hand and buy some land with you on the white sandwich. We can make it official and make plans to act like it didn't happen and dap it or shake hands. You can give me your number or put on your Ray-Bans for such a wonderful woman's in need of a great man. And you ain't looking for love, but I am. So when I'm out at the club, I go ham. You want a man, but damn it, it's not the right time. I understand because your schedule was like mine. You're a RN, but get it in when it's nighttime. And you're quite fine. And I ain't just talking, girl, I can show you. Get you out the Corolla. Buy you a Range Rover and get you somewhere to motor. The only problem is I don't know you. I'm trying to borrow your time, let me owe you. Out of the section, out on the dance floor, and we just made a connection. Don't let your man know. You see, it start with the texting, and then we meeting up. And if it get to the section, then we gon' be in love. I'ma meet your mother, you gon' meet the plug. We gon' be done jump the broom in this fucking club. It all started from a dance, now we popping bottles. You hit me on my Instagram, I just got your follow. You really want the romance to hold hands and look in each other's eyes while we slow dance to slow jams and go camping with TPs and hammocks and walks on the beach with your feet in the sand. And you wanna be a family, no you demand it. That real love like a hug from your granny. Like my other girl, she was Spanish. Another cup and you'll be coming out them panties.
means that I should take the blame. I should have been protecting you. I left you here alone. I just can't stand that I took you for granted. You know what you like. You don't have to ask. Let me back in your heart and I'll prove it to you. I know what to do and I'll show you.
up? This is Michael K. Williams, and you're listening to The Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to The Stephen Knight Show. Our guest tonight is an accomplished singer-songwriter out of Philadelphia who started his own label last year and just released his brand new single, Dance Tonight Away. Please help me welcome the very talented Ashley Scott. Welcome to the show. Thanks, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. You know, just uh, trying to keep this music going. Uh, you know, promoting singles very well abroad in the UK. Yeah. Uh, trying to, you know, get some airplay here in the States as well. Nice, nice. Well, let's talk about your career, kind of how you got started. So I've been singing since I was, you know, around three years old. Yeah. Uh, my parents had a great record collection of, you know, Earth, Wind & Fire and Motown music and Philadelphia sound type of music and, you know, Michael Jackson and, you know, everybody who was great. Um, right. Um, but it also came a little bit firsthand because my aunt, my dad's sister, is a member of... Uh, a group called the Three Degrees. Uh, okay. They were from the Philadelphia International label. They're known for the song "When Will I See You Again," um, and so you know she's still performing to this very day. They never worked, and so you know during the height that you know I was kind of coming up, she spent a lot of time over in England because that's you know where they were more popular. But seeing videos of her perform, you know, were like the first hand inspiration. And, and obviously her records were the first records I ever owned as a kid. So Most definitely. Most definitely. And so, go ahead, I'm sorry. And I was going to say the Delphonics are also like uh, uncles to me because they grew up with my mother in West Philadelphia. So oh, nice. the foundation of those two groups, you know, and learning like vocal harmony and stuff are, you know, a lot of my foundation in music. Nice, nice. And how would you say you developed your sound as you come into your own sound? Um really just by listening to everybody else. Um, I would say that I, I grew up obviously liking artists that came before me. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously the, the 70s soul, but even the 60s soul and even, you know, your jazz alone. Um, some of my, one of my favorite jazz singers is Nancy Wilson. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, coming up and even going to college and majoring in music, I just had a very you know, music, a very strong musical foundation. And so I'm choosing to, you know, timeless music now, but I'm going about my recording in a traditional way. And I try to use traditional and not old school because old school just kind of dates you. With right, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm trying to be now, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, you know, make standards for the, for the next, you know, 50 years. And hopefully my music is played 50 years from now like, you know, those songs are, are you know what I mean? Most so definitely. I'm just... I'm choosing to, you know, bring a live band into the into the studio to record the track, and you know, if I can produce live strings like I did on this record, I will. But if not, you know, that'll be the only thing programmed. Uh, because one of the one of my dreams is to actually, you know, perform my own music or a show behind a full orchestra. Yeah, yeah. And, and artists of that time did mm-hmm. that. You know? Yeah. Barry White had a full orchestra. Actually, my college professor was his conductor for the Love Unlimited Orchestra. Um, you know, my aunt, she did a concert in, in London back in 1979 wow. with the 100th Orchestra, and it was shown on the BBC, you know, mm-hmm. um, as a TV special. So, you know, that was just, to hear every instrument live as it was recorded is just an awesome feeling on stage. Most so, definitely, most definitely. Most definitely. I try to make it as musical as possible. 
Yeah, yeah. The essence of real music. The real music. And so you sang um, background um, for professionals. You sang on stage with a lot of names we all know. What made you decide in 2016 to release your debut single, Words? So for a while, um, I have to be honest, you know, it took me a while to kind of establish the sound that I wanted because yeah. I kind of want to keep up with the current trends mm-hmm. and not just really who you are. Yeah, and yeah. So you know, again, I've been I've done, I've been doing more live singing than recording in the yeah. past you know, couple years. Um, I do a lot of private affairs, so I guess you can jokingly call me the wedding singer. <laughs> um, you know, doing corporate events and weddings and, and even bar mitzvahs. Um, and actually one funny is that, you know, being, of course, a light-skinned African-American male, I did a bar mitzvah a couple of years ago and this kid came up to me and said, excuse me, are you Drake? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not Drake. He goes, yo, Drake is here. <laughs> Drake's here. <laughs> so, you know, um, but it got to a point where, you know, I just, Someone, one of my friends, she lived out of town, and she's from uh, where she's from, Louisville, Kentucky. She said, "I want to write a song for you." Oh, okay. And, you know, came up with this uh, words, and uh, you know, she kind of came up with a skeleton, you know, arrangement. I said, "Let's record it with a live band," you know, which we did here in Philly, and mm-hmm. it came out nice. Uh, Will Downing helped me produce the vocals on words. It was uh, awesome, and you know, the lead vocal. And I did the backgrounds here with a few other singer friends you know, here in, in Philly. So yeah. again, it's just trying to record in a traditional way and not be a one-man band producing everything or singing everything. Right, yeah. You know, in my opinion, it wasn't just Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones that made Off the Wall and Thriller a success. Mm-hmm. Everybody that played and sang a note and added their color to the painting. Yeah, if you very true. So... You know, that's why I wanted to record, again, in a traditional way. So you're just not, I'm not hitting every note myself. You know? Right, right. Um, and, I, and I love harmony as well. I mean, obviously with the foundation of, from the groups that I came up yeah. listening. So, in my family. So, um, you know, just that style, you know, of, of singing is just a, you know, beautiful thing. So, or creating, I should say. Most definitely, most definitely. So when Words came out in 2016, uh, how was that for you? How was that feeling? Your first single is out there now. It was it was a good feeling. Um, I got some good reviews on some indie soul websites, you know, which I constantly always followed, and, and yeah. you know, other solo artists. So to actually be on those websites was a was a you know a milestone and a plus for me. Um, it was, I looked at that as you know success. Um, you know, being an indie artist is is a tough. It is. Yeah, because you're wearing all the hats yourself. Exactly, um, and success is kind of what you deem it to be. I mean, obviously, yeah, we all want number one platinum records and a Grammy, but you have to kind of, you know, it's 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 a hard road to get there. Exactly, be done. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously, uh, some some friends of mine, Gene and Marcus Baylor, if you're familiar with them, the Baylor Project, mm-hmm. they were, you know, a husband and wife duo that created a phenomenal jazz record a, a year and a half ago yeah and it actually got nominated for three grammys that's awesome so, that's awesome you know, it can it be can done. be done yeah. yeah most definitely most definitely so, but you know it's hard but again getting on those websites and it actually made a compilation in the uk on expansion records called luxury soul 2017 so you know it has some extended shelf life you know over there 
So, you know, hey, that was a plus. Yeah. I'm still getting, you know, checks from that, you know, from that CD and from, from London. Yeah. So. Can't beat that. Can't beat that. So last year you decided to um, create your own record label, um, uh, Soulful Sounds International Records. Why was that important to you to create your own? Well, you know, in today's times, you want to own your own art. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, I'm, I've been blessed to, you know, have a foundation on the business side of music and, and working closely with a lot of entertainers. And, uh, you know, locally, um, I have two, you know, fellow Grammy winners and Helen Brown and Terry Jones who own their own label and mm-hmm. produce their own music. But also, you know, some other national well, they're international artists as well and producers, but, you know, so other artists like Frank McComb and Eric Roberson and even Will Downing, who I work with very closely on, on his business team, mm-hmm. they all have their own labels and are producing their own music and they're owning their own art. So yeah. It's just the only way to go at this point. There's I agree. no reason why no one should and there's no reason why anybody should be searching for a label at this point. I agree. I totally agree. Except on the internet. Yeah, yeah. It's changed the game, really. But so your first release on your on your label, Dance the Night Away, tell us all about it. We're gonna be listening so, to it after we're listening after this, but I want you to kinda of tell us about, you know, the single. Okay. You should talk about it now. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh so a friend of mine, he's a producer that I've worked with here in Philly, his name is Wayne Parr. He gave me a uh, track and he said, It's yours and he said, I'm gonna give you the, the topic and he said, I want you to write the song to you know, to the track, and I did that, and I actually played my original, uh, you know, hook and everything for Will Downing, because mm-hmm. I worked with him, and he said, that's cool, he said, I'm not really feeling this part, he said, add this to it and do this, and I said, well, this means you're co-writing a song with me, he said, no, I'm just giving you some ideas, I said, <laughs> yeah, you're going to co-write a song with me, right. so, <laughs> you know, which he did, and it was an honor, and we recorded the song at his studio, and uh, it was just a great time. So I, I consider this to be a Philly groove for the mm. Chicago Steppers. Okay, okay. Uh, and it, it's got a Steppers feel to it. Yeah. Encouraging everybody to dance anyway. Um, you know, the scenario of the song obviously is basically, you know, from a male perspective, a guy seeing his lady just you know, tired from everything that's going on in her life, from being a mother, a wife, or a mm-hmm. significant other just dealing with the day-to-day drama at work. Right, yeah. Him saying that she needs that moment to release. So that's him setting up, you know, the date, you know, and going out to dance the night away. Yeah. And whatever kind of style, you you know, you want to dance. Because on the bridge of the song, lyrically, I name at least 20 different styles of Mm -hmm. dance. Yep, yep. This is a song for, you know, all cultures, all creeds, and and all countries in the world, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely congratulations on the new single. I listened to it. Thanks, Great song. And it's available everywhere, so everybody go get it. Where's the best place to keep up with you, um, Ashley? Well, you can go to my website at ashleyscottmusic.com. On Facebook, uh, my page is I am Ashley Scott. And on Twitter and Instagram, I am Ashley Scott Free. Ashley Scott, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. Again, the single Dance the Night Away is available now. Everyone go get it. We're about to play it. Uh, and, and our thanks goes out to you for taking time out your busy schedule. Oh, thank you for the opportunity as well. All right. For more information on Ashley Scott, go to our website, thestevenightshow.com. We'll be right back after this.
that time of the week when your mind starts to see wanting to do your own thing makes you want to
so funny how things change We were so close but then you slipped away Now I'm losing my baby It's driving me crazy And I'm about to go insane The hell am I gonna do? Can't do this thing without you Forever was on, now forever is gone And baby girl, I'm missing you Took you on shopping sprees When all you really wanted was time with me Eyes wide open but I could not see Just know if ever you give me a chance I'm giving you Always gave me real talk You helped me be a better man Then this music finally came around I'm flying high but you ain't leading ground The shit I put you through The hell am I to do Cause baby girl I'm missing you Took you on shopping sprees yeah. When all you really wanted was time with me oh. Eyes wide open but I could not see Just know if ever you give me I'm giving you all of me, giving you all, giving all, giving you all of me, giving you all, giving you all of me, giving you all, giving you all Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Adam, how's the quarantine going? How's the uh, social distancing? Uh, it's going well, you know. We're, we're staying inside. We, You've been we, eating uh, good, though. I mean, you've been eating good. I thought you were Lord. They are eating good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we we, uh, we had our six-month anniversary on oh, congratulations. Saturday. So yeah. we decided to. Thank you. We decided to go to a place uh, called Compass Rose nearby, and they do kind of like a world tour meal that you can get. And so that's why... You saw like a curry dish, yeah. a couscous dish, uh-huh. you know, that. Uh, uh, but yeah, you know, we, we went to Trader Joe's 
and they've they've been kind of implementing it well. You know, they they have a uh, only a certain amount of people. Yeah, in the yeah. Grocery store, mm-hmm. and as you walk in, you get sprayed. There, like they have hand sanitizer. The guy sprays your hands with. So, okay. You know, they kind of keep you all clean, and yeah, you wait outside. But yeah, yeah, it's it's been going well here. Well, that's good. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Well, and uh, I just want to—I just want—I just want to add one more thing. You know, uh, the category I put uh, Stephen in as a friend is uh, the friend who only wants to talk to me on Monday night. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> that is not true. When you used to live in Ice Cream House, for the audience. That. When when you used to live in Ice Cream yeah. House, and when I was in DC, we yeah, went up yeah. to lunch. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations on six months for you and your wife, really. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Thanks so much. Okay, I'll let you once you get taken away with new reviews. Sure thing. So I will kick it off with uh, a, a, a series uh, I talked about last week that I actually didn't get to finish. And it's funny, you know, with I feel like, and Chike, maybe you understand this as well, and Steven too, that with this quarantine, I there's a lot of movies I want to watch and shows, and then sometimes you just don't get around to them, which is a little surprising just because we do have a little more time. Um but I did start the first two episodes of Self Made, and this is the um, story about CJ, Madam CJ Walker, and her rise to becoming uh, what Guinness Book World Records calls the first female millionaire, and um, around the times of the earliest 20th century. And again, two episodes in, so we're going to finish it up uh, soon. And so far, it's okay. Uh, I, you know. Octavia Spencer does an amazing job, and I, I will say the pluses are great acting, I think, all around, great costumes. Uh, everything looks very nice, and, you know, I don't I don't see a lot of movies that take place during that time period or shows, so seeing kind of how the design was in the early 20th century, it was, it is a little kind of, um, and they were wise to call it inspired, right, because they do add a little bit more of their own flair and for anyone who hasn't seen the series yet, she does have kind of this main rival that we learn about. But in real life, it was more of a mentor. Exactly. Uh, so the, exactly. Yeah. So the story adds a lot of a lot of unnecessary drama. I actually, and I again, once I finished the last two episodes, I actually think this probably could have been good as a two-hour movie that Netflix re- released instead of kind of adding all this extra stuff to it. Um, but overall, uh, I, I mean, I still recommend it, and I still am going to finish it because, again, uh, I, the acting is great. Can I add to it? So I, um, I, I remember Chica had asked you, there was some controversy over the, the um, you know, docuseries, whatever it is. And um, I was on YouTube one night because, you know, my sleeping is all over the place. So it was like 4 in the morning, and I was Googling <laughs> what's the controversy <laughs> over the two. <laughs> and it turns out, so the woman that is, plays her rival actually was not her rival. They used to work. Mm-hmm. She had hot. Remember in the show, um, Madam C.J. Walker's trying to get her to let her sell, and she said no because you're not, you don't have the look. But really, she did sell for her, and she did um, take. Um, she took the the formula that they that had been used for years. Like the former the woman Andy, I think her name. She did not come up with the formula. Yep. It was already made for years, and so they just made their own versions of it. And she said that she went off. Uh, on her own, and you know, CJ, Madam CJ Walker, and she did her own thing. They did have a a little bit of attention, but then they they were fine. But CJ Walker is not the first black millionaire. The other woman was, 
And so she wasn't in the show. They show her chasing her around, trying to steal her clients, and she wasn't. And so people that from her hometown, where she did a lot for civil rights, she had her own, you know, huge um, Mm -hmm. warehouse. They were offended by this because that woman was such a legend, and 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 I think it was Indiana. She's such a legend there, and so they were offended by the way she was portrayed in the series. So that's what the controversy was. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because they. They didn't need to add the rivalry or mm-hmm. the villain. I think she had enough real life villains, uh, you know, right. with kind of the male businessman and everything else that there was no need to add it. So I, I did and, think that was interesting. That and and also, that. they have her daughter on there being a, being interested in women when that wasn't necessarily the case. Her her daughter was married three times, but they only had her married the one time. Yeah. Then she went off with the woman, but she was married three times in her life. So it was, it was a lot yeah, of stuff so, they added, and the one thing they also didn't like—they didn't like the colorism. How um, Madam C.J. Walker was darker, and um, the Annie woman was lighter. When really, in, in real life, they're both the same complexion. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah lot, so it was yeah, a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. Old Warren, a lot of artistic liberties in there, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. again, Octavia Spencer, who can hold her own in any it was good, yeah. uh, performance, mm-hmm. does a great job. Yeah, I agree. Um. The next show I started is Tales from the Loop, and this is an Amazon series that just came out uh, on Friday, and it's a sci-fi drama that's based on art uh, the Swiss, uh, the Swedish artist called Simon Stallenhag, and it's a really weird concept in the sense that in this, these art paintings that everyone lives uh, above ground and a lot of people in this city and I, Ohio work uh, underground for this thing called the loop and it's some kind of device that alters time and reality and gravity and things like that and each story is kind of like what happens to the citizens there uh, the first episode and again it, it's a weird one it's a concept I would have never even thought of of like kind of basing a whole series on some artworks uh, of this artist but um, it was intriguing the first episode was a little slow, but it did kind of pick up, and I think this is a good distraction for anyone who's looking for a new sci-fi kind of weird series. Um, and again, it's on Amazon. If you have Amazon, check it out. Uh, if you're not into sci-fi, then uh, this is an easy skip. Um, and then the last thing I saw is I actually finally caught up on a movie, and this was a movie from a couple of years ago called Mary Queen of Scots. And for anyone who may not remember, this is the one with Margot Robbie and Sayor C. Ronan, and it stars, uh, it's about Mary, Queen of Scots, who was a challenge to the throne of Queen Elizabeth during the time of the Elizabethan dynasty, or kind of the Tudor dynasty. So this one, I, I'll keep it to the point. Um, it looked nice, but it's an easy skip. The movie dragged, there was a little bit of kind of When's it going to end moments in it? Uh, and again, the actors do a good job. The styles look good, but there's easy skip. And that's all I was able to catch up on. I will say I did, uh, they did just add Community, the TV series to Netflix. So that kind of pulled my attention away last week as well. All right. Um, my feature film that I saw was called The Way Back. Uh, which stars Ben Affleck, uh, Glenn Thurman, uh, Al Madrigal, and T.K. Carter. 
Um, I must say it was actually good to see T.K. Carter in something. I haven't seen him in a while. Um, he's one of those actors that was around a lot when I was a kid. It's good to see him in the game. Um, so this movie is about the character Jack Cunningham, and Jack Cunningham is a former high school star for, of his basketball team. He went to Catholic school, and he was the star. And he had a full ride to go to college and possibly become pro. And he decided to not do that. He decided to not um, go to college or play basketball anymore. And he wound up getting married and subsequently the marriage ends and fast forward he becomes an alcoholic. Fast forward is me not wanting to tell you the tidbits. And um, in his alcoholism uh, he's living day to day. He is a construction worker and he gets asked to coach the team, the losing team. And the father of the rectory uh, believes that he has what it takes to help the team to win. And hesitantly, Jack Cunningham joins the team and he starts coaching. I'm going to stop it there because um, I don't want to tell you too much. Um, this is a good movie. I don't know if this could have held weight in the theater. Direct to streaming was probably one of the best things for this film. Not taking anything away from the art form, Ben Affleck normally does pretty good films, and this one is a pretty good film. This is, you know, he he has good pick, and this was a good pick. It's a good watch. It's a good story of redemption. It's a good story of addiction. It's a good story of uh, bringing your way, like the movie says, the way back, bringing your way back to being something, uh, regaining integrity. Uh, becoming a, a positive citizen of the community, gaining the respect of your family members. This is a good watch. And it's, it can be a little bit emotional. got me a couple times. Uh, again, I'm a Ben Affleck fan. I, I'm not quite at the point that anything that he does is golden because he's had a couple you know, questionable movies in there. But this falls in line with one of the good Ben Affleck films. Uh, so definitely check him out in this. It's worth the watch. Um, and the next thing... Uh, that I've watched. It's the first episode of the new HBO series, Atlanta's Murdered and Missing Children. This um, docuseries uh, goes back over what happened with the Atlanta child murders. And from the direction of the first episode, I do believe that they're going to take us up to present day or what's going on now because there's still a lot of uh, speculation as in... Um, who murdered them, and if the, the, the gentleman that was convicted of the crime, if he really did it. And if he did kill anyone, he couldn't have killed all of them. So I'm curious to see where this is going to land, but in the direction of from the first episode, it looks like they're going to come to present day because they're talking to people that they talked to in the beginning, in the 70s, and they're talking to those same people now. And you can see, you know, the footage is recent. It's of like yesterday. So... Definitely check it out. It was entertaining. First episode, it brought me to tears because, like a lot of people my age, we were the age of an abductee during that time. So this was a very frightening point to be a young black African-American um, man of color in this country. You know, you didn't necessarily have to be black. You just needed to look. And, you know, your parents are just keeping you off the street out of fear that you may be snatched up. So this, this resonates in me pretty deeply because it's a part of my childhood. 
So definitely check this out. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be good. This may be an Emmy Award winning one. It looks yeah. well put together. There's a, you know, there's a um, podcast about the Atlanta child murders as well. Uh, I don't know if it'll be too much of a spoiler, but you can check that out. I think it's just called Atlanta Murders or Atlanta Child Murders. And then that TV show Mindhunter, which I never saw, but I know a lot of people liked it. Season two had... Oh, that was an excellent show. show. Yeah, season two had... uh, One of the plots of uh, plot lines of season two had the Atlanta Child Murders as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. And they basically, like, with with the combination of the two, like, if you watch, watch Mindhunter's um, the season where they do, talk, this last season where they talk about the Atlanta child murders, they show you strategically how the task force was put together and what brought that about and how the FBI actually got involved. And if you don't know anything about Mindhunters, Mindhunters is basically the telling the story of how criminal profiling became a thing. So they got three experts, put them together, and they basically formed a task force to investigate serial killers because the term serial killer was not around during the time. And they mm-hmm. formulated that out of the research that they were doing to try to stop people killing multiple people before it happened. So they were actually profilers before profilers became a thing. And they actually created the term serial killer. And so they go around to different prisons interviewing other serial killers to find out their pathology to apply it to people that could possibly kill in the future to stop them before they actually did what they did. Mm-hmm. And so that, that putting that piece together with them actually starting the task force for Atlanta child murders and actually knowing what actually happened in Atlanta child murders, you kind of get a full story of what actually was going on. Um, through that and through the documentary. So def- definitely check it out. It's worth watching. Very moving and sad. Wow. Okay. I uh, saw a movie a couple weeks ago. I meant to mention it. Called... Here? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I um, saw a movie a couple weeks ago that I meant to mention on the show. It's called Uncorked. It's on Netflix. Um, it stars... A new a new actor, I guess he's new, I never seen him before. His name is Manodu Athi. Nisi Nash is in there and Courtney B. Vance. Um it's what's it called? A a, a Salmonier? Is that the wine person? What's that called? Do you know? Salmonier, yeah, Salmonier, yeah. Salmonier, exactly. Salmonier, something like that. So it shows how shows how sophisticated we are. Exactly, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Courtney B. Vance is the father and Nisi Nash is the mom and um uh, Courtney B. Vance has his own family restaurant that he's had for years, his barbecue, and everyone works there. The whole family works there, and um, he wants his. He's trying to groom his son, who works there, to become owner one day. But his son really wants to be a salmonier, and so it just shows him following his own path, despite not having a lot of money, despite his dad, who's very hard on him, wanting him to. Uh, stay in the family business and kind of how it plays out but it's a really good movie it's great uh, scenery music is great and it's great acting so definitely check out Uncorked on Netflix I'm actually trying to get Princess Penny on the show because I think he'd be excellent to talk to oh, awesome. he's also a producer he's also a producer for Insecure with Issa Rae oh, so it'd be nice to talk to him and speaking of Insecure it's coming back April 12th I just saw it on uh, yeah buddy that is I cannot wait I'm getting the uh 
you're paying that $15 a month for HBO <laughs> <laughs> just for the season and I'm canceling it back canceling it back but um, you know how to do it already I sure do, do it. I sure do but yeah so um, anything else guys uh, that's it for me. Just gonna find out what else to watch. But that's uncorked. I did see it on my list. Yeah, um, yeah, so on Netflix. So I think I will check it out. If you liked it, I'll, yeah, uh, I like. I did not like the ending. I did not like the ending, uh, but, I, but I liked the whole movie. Like the whole movie was good. Just the ending, I was like, huh. But anyway, check it out. Okay. It, is, it is good. Um, but can I just, can I just say this about uncorked? Hmm. Um, what what I do like with their what I'm noticing that certain movies are doing now how they're introducing new actors. Yeah. They find maybe two two actors uh-huh. that are heavyweights to carry the film, yep. and then everybody else is unknown. Yeah. And that helps introduce new people to the frame. So exactly. Exactly. And there's this one guy who plays, I'm trying to find his name. Um, we're actually Instagram buddies, and um, Bernard D. Uh, Jones. I, we had reached out to him about being on the, he had a show on NBC. He was on a show on NBC. We had reached out to him at the time, but it didn't work out. But um, I've seen him in certain, certain, you know, certain movies, and he was actually in this one. Um, and so I, you know, I hit him up and let him know, um, congrats, he thanked me. Uh, it's good to see people that you know that I don't know him, but this that we, you know, communicated with, and to see them doing their thing on um, in such a great way. So shout out to the cast, and uh, thank you guys again for letting us know what to spend. Well, not spend our money, but to what to spend our time and, uh, and not spend our time doing. And I hope you all stay safe. And we'll talk again next Monday. All right, thanks a lot. All right, right back after this. Over your body, cause you're the type of shit they call a nigga poppy. Mm-hmm. Please don't take too long, girl. I've been waiting all night to take you for a long ride. Your body calling for me. Let me show you how bad I want it. Just as bad as I know you want it, yeah, baby. To share your love with me If only just for one night Right now I hear it's where you wanna be If only just for one night Baby, I just don't get it It's something about your love It's so addictive It's so addictive Something freaky in between the sheets, girl. Let me love you all night long, girl. Please don't take too long, girl. I've been waiting all night to take you for a long ride. Your body calling for me. Let me show you how bad I want it. Just as bad as I know you want it, girl. Baby. To share your love with me, if only just for one night.
to know Let me keep you here So I can focus on you If only for one Welcome back to the Stephen A. Show. Janera, how is it going? Week four quarantine. How you feeling? Oh, my God. I think I'm about to lose my mind. <laughs> I seriously do. Dylan, where are you Oh, my goodness. Trying to keep a, a four-year-old entertained. And, yeah. You know, work at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's not easy. It's I'll just tell you, easy. I feel for parents all over the world. I mean, I know it's it's... Mm. Uh, I'm, I, I'm yeah. grateful I don't have any kids right now. <laughs> Man, you know I love them to death. Right, but, of course. Uh, we won't, we won't be doing that anymore. <laughs> we will not. <laughs> we will not do that again. <laughs> well, I know you have some great stuff for us. I'll let you go ahead and take it away. I do, I do. So, um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of stores are still closed. Yeah. Um, but some, some, you know, I, I don't even know what. what stores in other states are trying to do but here in georgia you know just about everything is closed yeah um, so everybody is having an online only sale mm-hmm. um I, I guess it's you know actually supposed to keep their sales going as well as encourage you to just shop online and you know giving you guys a little something to do so i'll start off with kate Spade, which is one of my favorites um she makes really great jewelry i love her jewelry but anyway she's having her her store is having a, an online only sale um, and if you shop there now, you can get 50, an extra 50% off of your entire purchase. So if you guys are able, I would say that now is a good time because now is a good time to shop for any type of gift. Um, I always like to have one laying around the house just in case I forget somebody. Now is a great time to do that because all of these stores are giving like these mega sales. Um, just, just so you guys know, like Old Navy, they're also having a sale. Old Navy, Gap, and Banana Republic, um, mm-hmm. you know, they're all under one umbrella um they're having a sale where you can get 50 percent off of everything wow that's your entire purchase uh Saks Fifth avenue which doesn't happen very often but they're also having a sale and you can get up to 30 percent off of select styles plus you can get 15 percent off of uh beauty items plus you can get 25 percent off of select jewelry um Saks Office, which is the um, which is the outlet store to Saks Fifth Avenue, uh, they're having what they call an extra cut sale, and they only do this a couple of times a year. But you can get an extra twenty five percent off of clearance items for a total savings of up to eighty five percent off of your purchase. Wow! So you have to use code extra cut, and that's et, without the e x t r a c u t at checkout. Uh, Macy's is also having a sale, and you can get up to an extra 30% off of select items. You just need to use code 4U, and that's the word for F-O-R-Y-O-U, at checkout. 
J. Crew is having a great sale on their swimwear today only. Uh, if you shop there now, you can get 60% off of, of uh, select swim Well, I'm sorry, all of their swimwear. Plus, you can get 40% uh, off of everything else. Uh, True Religion, I love them because they fit, you know, they fit us very well. True Religion is having a sale uh, today only, and you can get 40 to 70% off of everything. Uh, you have to use code DAY to save at checkout. And last but not least, uh, BC Max, BCBG Max Azria, which everyone just knows as BCBG, they're also having a sale in honor of everyone being at home. This is actually a sale wow. in honor of the quarantine. Yeah. So if you shop there now, you can get 30 to 40% off of select items. Wow, wow, wow. And they can find all that at com, correct? They surely can. All right. Well, good luck to you, <laughs> Robbie and Dylan. <laughs> Thank you. And we'll talk again next week. Watching Narco, so See, there's no help. He's having a good time. He's trying to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's enjoying himself, so he's fine. Well, shout out Dylan. to Robbie. <laughs> I'm so lucky him. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, Janelle. Have a great week. We'll talk next Monday. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks, Stephen. You too. Right back after this. Showed you when he's temping. How was a blind? I didn't know. I gave you my heart, you got it, my soul. I'll just be fine with being a hoe, yeah. Every time I turn around, you say I be doing too much. But when I stop doing too much, say that I'm not doing enough. Every time I turn around, you say I be doing too much. When I stop doing too much Say that I'm not doing enough So I'm not doing enough I'ma need some examples Cause I see you riding around town Trying these hoes like a sample Shine rhymes is a scandal People told me you a handful But you know me, I'm stubborn I can never love another I was a blind, I didn't know I gave you my heart, you got in my soul I won't go through this shit no more Every time I turn around You say I be doing too much But when I stop doing too much Say that I'm not doing enough Every time I turn around You say I be doing too much But when I stop doing too much Say Every time I turn around, you say I be doing too much. But when I stop doing too much, say that I'm not doing enough. Every time I turn around, you say I be doing too much. But when I stop doing too much. 
Well, that's our show. Special thanks to Ashley Scott for joining us tonight. Again, his single is called Dance Tonight Away. It's available everywhere. Everyone be safe out there. Wash your hands. Follow the guidelines of the CDC. Have a great week, and we'll see you next Monday. Good night. Wine and More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine and More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Total Wine and More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine and More has you covered at TotalWine.com.